Just be in earnest. Just be in earnest. Just be in earnest. Just be in earnest. Well, well. Three episodes in a row. This might be the most consistent thing I've ever done. Not even kidding. This is fun. I enjoy hearing myself talk. I hope you don't mind it. Um, that's what we're going to do. I didn't know what I was going to talk about this morning at all. Still not really sure, so I'm just going to kind of go off the cuff here. I took Delaney golfing this morning. She didn't golf at all. I just, you know, I've been golfing a lot, as I said, and I wanted to include her. So I was like, hey, why don't you get up and walk the course with me? Uh, She rolled her eyes, and she still went with me. Turns out, she's the best sidekick on the golf course ever. She doesn't golf at all, kind of afraid of it. Um, She just started carrying my bag, and I felt like a total douchebag, but I let her. And she took pictures and slow-mo vids and made me feel real special. When she first got out there, it was like, oh, I'm cold, I gotta pee. I was like, this is going to be a long day. Luckily, her parents live near the golf course, so she drove over there, used the restroom. She's going to be pissed that I'm just, you know, putting her on blast like this. But dude, I know for a fact not every wife can hit the golf course with you. I got one that can. I played okay today. No one cares. But I also played with a broken toe. Broke my toe last night. Uh, We fell asleep on the couch. I was playing Red Dead Redemption. Also, I'm a cowboy. Uh, Fell asleep on the couch, woke up, turning all the lights out, walking into her office to turn off the lamp. Absolutely destroyed my toe on a five-pound dumbbell that she uses. And I've never cussed so hard and so quietly at the same time. Unreal how bad it hurt last night. It affected my sleep. I woke up today because I'm an athlete and said, I'm going to get out here and walk it off. So I played golf and I got back and now my toe is absolutely purple and swollen and I have it sitting in a frozen fruit bag. So as far as sponsors go, let's start off with saying shout out private selection, classic fruit melody medley. Can't read, never could, don't care. We're getting that swelling down. I got a pretty sweet guest today. It's episode three. I don't know that he knows it's episode three. Maybe he thinks I'm deep into this thing and we're flying high and soaring. Maybe he thinks this is kind of like a Bobby Bones thing. By the way, Bobby Bones, if he ever hears this, dude, I've seen people tagging me on your stuff to put me on. Can't join them. Beat them. So I'm doing my own podcast now and I got a guest today. I think y'all are going to enjoy. His name is Keith Urban. Uh, When it comes to influences, for me, he's definitely right up there top five. So I'm pretty stoked about getting to hang with Keith a little bit and picking his brain on a little bit of everything. We've written a few songs, and uh, usually when we're writing, I don't just sit there and quiz him. That's going to be the hardest part for me because I don't want to be that guy, but guess what? This is a podcast. You're getting quizzed. While I'm on influences, Space Jam soundtrack was easily the first thing that rung my ear for music and that I want to do it. Third grade Christmas, I got that Space Jam soundtrack. 
and a pair of Jordans because I wanted to be like Mike. And that Space Jam soundtrack opened a huge can of worms for me and my poor parents because that was my first taste of rap. And once I got that taste, I was hooked. So it went from third grade, Space Jam soundtrack, I hit them high, hit them high, hit them high. You hit them low, hit them low, hit them. Y'all already know. Lightning strikes the courts, lights get dim. Supreme competition is about to begin above the rim. Finessing and moves is animated. Once I get the ball in, I can't be deflated. Rocking on my monsters and get your money. Quick, get your bunny. He's snatching up the honeys, uh. Every step I take shakes the... Yeah, you get it. Third grade me. Little chubby, third grade me out here just rapping, rapping. And then, ha, 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 ha. R.I.P. R. Kelly. I believe I can fly was that one, though. And it, basketball Jones. I got my basketball Jones. I got the basketball Jones. Ooh, baby. Ooh. Ah. Y'all remember that one? What else is on that one? I haven't heard it in so long, but I'm telling y'all, this shit is engraved in my memory for a lot. It'd be, uh, upside down. Salt and pepper. Boy, you turn me inside out. Round and round. Man. Diamond in the rough, can't, can't get enough, that mug. Then Jay-Z, young Jay-Z. Not only did Jay-Z ghostwrite for Bugs Bunny, which is the most badass thing ever, Jay-Z had a great song on there, and I can't remember who it was with. Change faces. Use the bathroom, put the toilet seat back down. Got me some sprinkles, hand with the wrinkles. Got his prefer something, I don't know, Jay-Z snap. Oh, I'm in the rear of the club front end. What a bar in the rear of the club front. Hard. A lot of good stuff on that. Everybody get up. Damn. Okay, so that was third grade, and it escalated quickly because fourth grade, I got a Slim Shady burnt CD and had the LP on it. Mother was not thrilled when she heard that coming through my Walkman. Not at all. Matter of fact, we were on our way to Cheeseburger Charlie's after a baseball game, and she heard it. And I don't know why she did this, because she knew what she was getting herself into. She was like, oh, just put that in the car CD. Let's see what you're listening to. Didn't like that at all. That CD got snapped, thrown out the window, and that was when I truly fell in love with rap. I was like, you can make people this pissed off just with saying something? I want to do that. And I did that. Still do. Um... My influences were way wider than rap, though. My dad always listened to country music in the car. So that George Strait, 50 Greatest Hits CD, wore that out. Uh, Alan Jackson, all that. And then when I was with my mom, she listened to oldies. So I got that oldies 96.3, that red rubber ball, and all that stuff. Uh, I was just always was so infatuated with music. There was a couple guys... Uh, named Freddie and Zoe. They played college basketball. And the lady that they were living with worked with my mom, boring you to death, but work with me here. Buckle up. They would have been like juniors in college, and I was probably 10, and I'd be at Linda's house. Freddie and Zoe would get done practice, and they'd be making beats upstairs on like an old NPC or some shit. And I was up there making beats with them. What can I say? Young boy had some rhythm. Always have. And, dude, I, was, I just fell in love with it. The next Christmas, my parents, 
it's Mother's Day right now, by the way. My parents are absolutely the best. Um, they're not musical. My parents are not musical, but they have absolutely supported me through every phase of my life, and they're going to continue to because they're awesome. But they got me a banjo for Christmas that next year. Because I had, I think I've said before, stood on the circle at the Opry House when I was really young. We had a friend that played steel guitar in the Opry band, and he took me because he knew I was into music. And dude, I got hooked on bluegrass too. So I'm listening to, hi, my name is, and then Earl, don't take my love from Pearl. Pearl, 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 don't take my love. Whatever, Earl Scruggs, Lester Flat. If you don't know it, go look it up. Flat and Scruggs. I was on that old on Cripple Creek. If my banjo was in reach, I'd sit here and pick you something. But influences were across the board. I'm listening to everything. Got that banjo, took about three months of lessons, kind of figured out how to play without reading music. Teacher hated it, fired me. Got a mandolin next, then a guitar. And by the time I was in fifth grade, I discovered John Mayer and see Matt Wirtz, Dave Barnes early on. Fell in love with songwriting. I was writing like poems, putting guitar to it, and giving it to my fifth grade girlfriend. And I guess I've just always kind of been doing that. Um, speaking of Keith, tonight I want to cry, I think maybe eighth grade. I sat down at the piano for hours just trying to get that lick right. Still can't play it and sing it at the same time because it's just, it's simple, but it's intricate. Whatever. Now, I make all kinds of music. I'm doing exactly what I wanted to do. And it's pretty sweet. Because one day I might be rapping, might be making a rap beat. And I got an outlet so I can send that to people. Next day I might make a... <laughs> I got a... Uh, fire up the jukebox, play me a song, something we can move to all night long. Anything you want, girl, whatever it is. Tell me what I gotta do to get it, just on one kiss. And then another one is, I got the key to the city. Hey, she got a ring on a nipple, and I got a ring worth 350. Uh. <laughs> Could make those in the same day, doesn't matter. I found a little happy place as an artist, though, because uh, I'm so influenced by the lifestyle of getting to spend all the time I spent in St. Thomas. Uh, lived there for like a year with my wife's dad. This is back when she wasn't my wife. I think she had another boyfriend, but I was, that shit was dead before it started. Uh, I stole her right away from him. Sorry, unnamed, if you hear this. Sorry, but I told you it would happen. Anyways, spent a lot of time in St. Thomas. Played for tips during the week. Got a couple bar gigs on Thursday and Friday nights. That would pay for, it'd be a free dinner and like 150 bucks. Be like a $40 taxi back across the island. A little bit of weed the next day. Broke till next week. But I was roughing it on the island. Spent all my time on the beach. Fell in love with the place. Then Rob, Delaney's dad, bought a spot. If you know anything about St. Thomas, uh, U.S. Virgin Islands, there's a great beach called Megan's Bay. He bought a spot just right up right up on Megan's Bay, pretty much. And I stayed again. Went down there for like seven months while she went to college for her freshman year. Same routine, writing a bunch of songs, made a lot of friends down there, found a studio uh, that we'd go to like every day down in the town. Uh, shout out So High, shout out Jai, shout out Success. Them the boys down the rock, 
and we made so much music. And that got me back to Nashville. So that would have been 2013. I come back to Nashville, mm, 2013, 2013 and a half. I had just dropped out of college the year before, and my parents basically were like, we'll give you a year to try to figure something out, and then you have to go back to school. So I come back, and I meet the Warren brothers, who are legendary songwriters in Nashville, absolute wild boys back in their day. They're sober now, still absolute wild boys, but they were wild, wild. And I guess they saw a little bit of me, or a little bit of them and me, and uh, and Mitchell, I mean, we mentioned this in the first in the first episode, but dude, they took me under their wing, marched me right into a couple publishing companies, and I had a pocket full of these songs that were like me kind of rapping and singing on an acoustic guitar, uh, no genre really at all. I was just writing whatever, and uh, got my first pub deal with Sony ATV because of the Warren Brothers and with the Warren Brothers, they were part of my deal too. And I would not be here at all where I am doing what I'm doing if it weren't for the Warren Brothers. Shout out Brad and Brett. Pretty crazy. By the way, I saw some of y'all asking these questions like, what's your connection with St. Thomas? Why do you keep switching genres? I'm covering that right now. I'm just kind of bouncing off the wall. I've never really swapped genres. I've always done all these things. But if you're going to sell something, you kind of got to narrow it down. So I say that to say, for those three years, I was writing a little bit of everything. Country, still doing rap, all this stuff. Um, kind of found a lane I liked. that was some R&B with some rap. Always been melody. And then I started thinking, dude, you play guitar, you sing, you spend a lot of your time on the islands. You grew up in Nashville, Tennessee. Let's make that a brand. So that's kind of where I'm at right now with the Tropical Cowboy thing. Dude, look, I make music for boats. Beaches, backyards, bedrooms, bars, five Bs. If you can't remember that, go check a doctor out. See if he can let you know your memory's whack. Say it back to me. Bedroom, boat, backyards, bed. Son of a bitch. Boats, bedrooms, bars, backyards, guitars. <laughs> Hold on. The five Bs. Backyards, bedrooms, boats, bars, beaches. One more time. Beaches, boats, backyards, bedroom, bars. Boom. Got it. Shout out Corona. Mm-hmm. Almost broke the glass uh, on the microphone. Would not have been good. Yeah, so I'm just really thankful to get to do what I'm doing. Uh, and I'm also thankful, actually, for quarantine. It took me a while to get used to it. But I don't know if y'all are like me, but I have found like three new hobbies that I love doing. I've gotten to um, enjoy home, get quality time with Delaney I would not have had for the for God knows how long. I mean, it's kind of forced everybody to just slow down and get down to the basics. Um, the first couple weeks were hard. First three weeks, hard. People are getting used to living with their partner again. But now we are. She's been playing Stardew Valley. She got her little game she can play. Because if she's not farming in the backyard, she's farming on her iPad. That's pretty dope. And I'm playing Red Dead Redemption now. And guess what my horse's name is? Huh? What'd you say? That's right, Marzipan. Oh, dude. 
revert back really quick to last week on the dog names. <laughs> There's something Delaney does with the dogs. I just want to say really quick, um, and then we'll get on to the Keith segment. Dude, the way Delaney talks to our dogs makes me love her so much. So sweet. She'll be like, Blue, are you hungry? You are. <laughs> are you are you a hyper dog? You are. <laughs> it is so sweet. I don't do it justice, but damn. Not even close. Okay, if your ears are still connected to your head, I'm going to go ahead and move on to the next segment of this podcast. And my dog barked in the middle of that. Whatever, we'll let it go. This is Just Being Earnest, and here's Keith Urban. Just being earnest. Just being earnest. Just being earnest. Just being earnest. Well, this is Just Being Earnest, and I have my friend Keith Urban in here with me. Oh, I earned. I'm good. Good to How see you, man. I'm great. It's good to see you. Um... We are making this work here. Quarantine is <laughs> kicking thing. my ass. Yeah. Uh, what have you been doing? Uh, God, man. Um, you say this has been the longest you've been home. Lo- um, not maybe certainly longest I haven't been in a plane or a tour bus. Yeah. Hands down. Since I you mean, came to Nashville? Since rehab. Just being earnest. Yeah, that was, that was kind of perfectly honest. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I have not... I've not uh, leaned into rehab yet, but quarantine is pushing me to the edge. Yeah, I hear you. There might be some people going in after quarantine. No kidding. Yeah. Um, what? Uh, you, you got any hobbies you've started? You done anything different? Or uh, no, I haven't. No, I haven't started any hobbies. I really, I love playing guitar, man. It's crazy, and I've just been doing so much of that. Awesome. Yeah, that's. I mean, great guitar player. You, uh, you were one of my biggest influences growing up with music and. Uh, as you know, I've been influenced across genres, yeah. like not just country music. Um, have you been digging into your your Post Malone fan? Aren't you? Oh, huge, yeah, dude. Uh, Charlie, who I'm gonna have on on as well. Charlie's been showing me some Post stuff that is getting fire. Post starting to cross over and do some country stuff yeah. too. Um, do you have any? Do you have any favorite songs that, that you heard of Post? Uh, gosh, man. I think the first one that really hit me was um, uh, I Fall Apart. Oh, yeah. And then I saw some footage of him singing that in a club, and it was just like... On the little dive bar thing? Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, oh, my God. I love this fucking song and dude, this dude, you know? It's so good. And then he was uh, he caught a lot of flack for live. He performs it so well. like People thought he was fucked up, and... Sending him prayers to check on Post Malone. I was like, dude is just performing. That's part of the the song as I fall apart, and he's hitting the stage and rolling over. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah. I love Post Malone. There's this new rap song. I don't know if you heard. Do you know anything about Takashi Six Nine? Have uh-uh. you heard about it? He's this New York rapper. He just had to go to prison for uh, some like racketeering stuff, uh-huh. and he ratted on a bunch of people. But he's been like. Stayed in mainstream media the whole time. Anyways, just got out of prison. Released a crazy dope song called Gooba. Mm-hmm. And I'll send it to you later. Yeah. I mean, it, it's hype. Yeah, please. It's a good workout song. Uh, <laughs> very hype. What kind of workout? Up, up tempo. <laughs> Cardio. Um, let's see here. Warren Brothers. Yeah. They're the reason I'm able to do what I'm doing. They were the... Really? Uh, yeah. They, they found me in 2013. <laughs> Where? 
weird, dude. <laughs> Behind then, Tootsies or no, nothing. They had sobered up at this point. <laughs> I was giving, uh, I was giving Sage hitting lessons, Brad's son Sage huh. batting lessons, and I remember seeing, uh, was it Almost Famous or whatever TV show they yeah, had on Barely CMT, Famous? Yeah. Barely Famous. Uh-huh. My mom walked through the den several times when I was watching that and changed the channel. She did not think that shit was any fun right but uh but i I always remember brad that would be i think the first time maybe our paths had crossed or whatever because you knew me as snow originally and i talked about this earlier on the podcast too i have so many i didn't actually know to call you when we started the podcast and you said and it's being earnest i'm like hey Aaron, what's up yeah yeah no i mean but i called friend mine i'm like hey i'm hanging with snow this morning so you know you got multiple identities this is two keith's in a pod i'm also a keith that's right um let's see here what was what was your car you drove in high school uh, Did you go through high school? So, well, two things. First of all, you don't get your license till you're 17 in Australia. Oh, wow. And I quit school at 15. Missed that one. So, uh, but my first car was a truck. Um, shoot, if that ain't a song. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah it is. And we'll be right back. <laughs> right. Um, it was this crappy piece of uh, shit that had a, uh, you could st- stick a hole. It was a, like a Mazda E1600 thing with this, like like a cab chassis thing with the huge big you know furniture removal thing on the back right, right. so you could just, st- just put st- tons of equipment in it and my brother's two years older than me so um i'd done enough gigs to be able to pay the 1600 the, the 1200 bucks i think it was to buy it uh but i was too young to drive it so my brother would drive it the reason i ask because you're a car guy you love cars yeah. you love driving yeah. yeah do you have uh do you have a favorite car now like, what's your favorite thing to drive now if you're just going to go cruise? I love, I love every, kind of, every kind of vehicle. Trucks, cars, bikes. It don't, really doesn't matter. Like, I have a, uh, an F-350 and I've got like a little Fiat 500. Oh, yeah. Right? And yeah. so one extreme to the other. And they're just night and day. But I, I love, I, I just love driving anything. Dude, I'm I'm with you. I get most of my inspiration behind a wheel. I do a lot of my writing driving by yeah, myself. Yeah, me too. Do you? Would you say that you get song inspiration for like? Does most of your song inspiration come when you're by yourself alone, or does it happen in the room with other people? These days, it's just anywhere because. You know, you hear music everywhere now, and and I I'm I'm a mad Shazammer, so I Shazam shit all the time. And oh, you do tag all these things, and if I if I hear a song and it makes me want to sing a different melody, you know, if I just dig the groove, like the intro of the song, and you start singing something over it until the idiot comes in and sings something completely different. Uh, you know what I mean? Like you know, you hear it, you hear this wicked groove, and you start singing something. You're like, oh, here we go, and then the actual guy comes in and sings the song. You're like, oh shit, I wouldn't messes have done, up your whole. I wouldn't thing. have done that. Yeah. Um, then I have to sing into my little note section on the phone, but I, but I've learned the hard way. I've also got to, I got to start by saying what the song is that I'm listening to, who the artist is, cause I'll never find it. I, I'll start singing in my phone based on a song that I've heard, but I don't say what song I've, I gleaned this right. from and I have no idea what the hell, what, 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 you know, so, uh, yeah. That's that's awesome. And you, you said the hard way. That actually just reminds me. I think one of my favorite songs of yours, Throwback, The Hard Way. Oh, wow. Off of Be Here. Yeah, right. um, 
I looked at that song yesterday. That was the, the, the chord progression. That is awesome. That's all Rivers Rutherford wrote it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rivers wrote a lot with my father-in-law, Rob, back in the late 90s. Rob Royer, who was in Bread. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what made me think of that because the the pre-chorus in that song is so bready, in my opinion. Oh, that's interesting. You know, I, when I listened to that, that was the first thing I thought yesterday. Then I saw Rivers yeah, wrote the it. Pre is very that. And Gordy Sampson, I think. Gordy, too, yes. So. I didn't know your your dad was in Bread. I don't think Delan- you Delaney's dad. Oh, that's oh, that's right. Got it. That's crazy. Founder, one of the original three, him and David and Jimmy. Because David, I don't know if you ever told you the David Gates story that I had. No. So my the bass player in my band, Jerry Flowers, his brother was playing for David Gates. Okay. Uh, in the mid nineties, mid to late nineties, I was in this band with Jerry, the Ranch, and we were going to make our first record. And Jerry's brother brought David down to see his play at this place called uh, Ace of Clubs back in the day. Right. And uh, he came back afterwards, and I was, I was like, man, this is amazing. freaking David Gates, man. This is great. And I was, I was nervous and everything. And he goes, uh, you, you write those songs you just playing? I went, yeah, co-write, you know, pretty, pretty much all of them. And he goes, so I hear you're making a record. I said, yeah. He said, uh, you, you're going to put them all in that? on the record and I go well hell yeah and he goes yeah yeah don't do that and I was like oh are they crap are they he goes no they're actually really good and I wouldn't put them all on the first record and I said why not he goes well here's what'll happen your record company will put out the record they'll screw it up you guys will get out and tour your ass off. People will really be really digging the band and they'll have you back in to cut the second record and you'll have no songs because you'll have wasted them all on the first record. And I'm like, oh, jeez, David, just bring the room down. You yeah. know what I mean? And we went in and cut all, we cut all those songs and sure enough, they screwed up the record. We were back in the studio making the second one going, we don't have any songs. My God. Freaking David Gates, man. David Gates. I mean, dude, <laughs> I, we, we, I was with Rob last night, too. I mean, him, him and David have an, an ongoing, over-the-shoulder kind of relationship with each other. Right. But that is so on brand with I, Rob is very much the same way. Like, I'll, I'll show him something so enthused, and then he'll have a critique. But he's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I had had that advice before I put my record out, too, because I have some of my favorite songs I've ever written on my first project, I Locals bet. Only. And we got to tour it and stuff. And now I'm like, damn, I need, I wish I had a couple of those for this next project. Yeah. So I'm scrambling now. Yeah. Did you write a bunch with Rivers or did you just write songs? No, I got sent that. So I think Gordy might have sent me that song, actually. I just really loved it. It's so good. Yeah, it's a really, really good song. Um, it holds up really well. Let's see here. We get a song on the next record. Me and you. I do, I do have a song on your record. Yeah, don't yeah, I? yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's called Wait. I'm so stoked about that. Yeah. That's a that's something my mom's gonna be really proud yeah, of. Yeah, no, it's really cool, man. I'm I'm digging it. Thank you. So that your your album is uh what's the speed of now? The right? speed of now, yeah. When is that when is that supposed to come out? September eighteen. That's my mom's birthday. No. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> that is my yeah, mom's September birthday. September eighteen. Dude, that's awesome. Well, how did you come up with the speed of now? What So last year, uh I had several different names over the course of twenty nineteen. And towards the end of it, around about October. I was in the kitchen one day and I just, I don't know, it just literally was out of the blue. I just went, the speed of now. And I went, oh my God, I love this title. It's great. And I thought, why why did this title come to me? And th- it really was true that 
um, this sounds so, uh, it sounds like such bullshit now, but it's so true that towards the end of last year, I was thinking, where are we going? Like as a planet, as people, as mm-hmm. everything, like it's a whole other conversation, but to a large degree, we, we humans are trying to keep up with these fucking iPhones and the technology, right? Which is insanity because yeah. I'm not an iPhone. I'm a human being, but I'm trying to be an iPhone. My iPhone keeps kicking my ass because he works 24 seven, 365, never takes a break. Never. And it's, it's asking me to do the same thing. So I just felt like where are we? We're just barreling into oblivion. I don't even know where we're going. Yeah. You know, companies need to make more profits every year, every year, more profit, more profit, more. And I'm like, where, where does this end? What's the end game? Right. I I couldn't see an end game. And I went, it's almost like even the present moment, which is meant to be free of time. Even that's moving quick now. So the speed of now was what that was about. And then. I love that. And then fast forward to like April. And we're in all of this, and I'm talking to this guy who's my graphic designer, and I said, man, I, I, I've been trying to think of another name for the record. And he said, why? And I said, well, you can't quite call it speed of now with freaking lockdowns and all this stuff. It just doesn't make any sense. He goes, I think people will think you thought of it because of this. And so that whole conversation started to flow with the different meaning interpretation of it. So It's so dumb. It is perfect. And the the fact that yes now seems like it's shorter than ever yeah. uh jerry seinfeld just put out a special maybe maybe it was one of his last ones 23 hours to kill or something like that uh-huh. and he, he's talking about nobody's ever content with where they are right now we all do whatever we do to to be on to the next the thing next he's thing, like all yeah. y'all are here at my show right now to get, get out of whatever you're doing earlier right, today. right he's like and i'm here right now to get out of whatever i was doing yeah, yeah. um i think that's a <laughs> It's it's so true though, and I don't know where we're going. I know that is a different conversation entirely, but it's scary. Going somewhere different now than we were. Six think it'll ago. ever get back to like? Will concerts go back to like they sure. were? Yeah, I, look, I think at the end of the day, it's a vaccine related thing. Like this, this, whatever this this particular COVID nineteen, I think it's going to be in the years to come. You know, we'll all have our yearly shots for it, like the flu and everything else. And yeah. the, the mixture will be in there for that. Yeah. And we'll be like, remember when that thing came and kicked our ass before we had this vaccine? We're like, yeah, man. Yeah. I remember that. It, it threw, <laughs> it, yeah, I do remember that it, back way back when it's just like, for me, like I was telling you earlier, this is, and a lot of people, it, I will say there's nobody not suffering from the, in the tour world. Everybody yeah. is having to deal with this at, at different levels. Um, you say you were about to go tour Europe. Yeah. Now that's not happening. Yeah. Is there is there any plan for you next year? Are you going on any tours here in America if you can? I look, I, mean, I guess everything is just like, it's on all a air. big whiteboard right now, like a dry yeah. erase whiteboard. Like, who knows what yeah. the hell is happening? I, I, was, I, was, I was watching an interview with um, Johnny Van Zant the other day talking about Skinner had been on, uh, everyone's on hold, right? Yeah, yeah. He was doing an interview with some radio station and Johnny had said he was... Uh, talking to a buddy of his and his buddy had said, man, you know, my business is down 80%. And he goes, so you're still doing 20% of business. I got zero, <laughs> zero. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's, it, it is messing people up. I feel bad for the local, the, like the small business owners and stuff, dude, yeah. getting boarded up. Um, yeah. But enough, enough Debbie Downer, dude, I got a story for you really quick. I, I know you got to take a Zoom call, which also, by the way, 
Zoom sucks writing on Zoom. You got no Zoom. one's ever heard of Zoom until now, by the way. Whoever like, got money in on heard Zoom, of it. dude. It's become a verb. It's like the new Uber or something. It's 100%. Like, I'll Zoom you later. Like Somebody's making a killing on Zoom. Yeah. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna put Jordan Schmidt on blast really quick. Okay. Okay, so he was telling me this story at Taco Mamacito one day. I guess he's working on a song for you for a while. Yeah. He was trying to get the vocal right. Right. He got really excited when you called him. Yeah. And he answered, and you said, yeah, not even close. (laughs) (laughs) No. He said, not even close. He said, I just don't believe the singer. No. And he told me that story in confidence, and not even close is used so much in my household. Like Delaney, Keith, dinner almost ready. Not even close, Delaney. Right, right. And and I've told everybody in Music Row, not even close gets used a lot. You've made you've made a huge impact. <laughs> Sorry, Jordan, but I <laughs> I had to tell Keith. I had to tell Keith. Um, I think Dan Huff told me that story too. So oh, really? it's, okay. it's, it's it's real. Okay, it's good. a thing. I think Jordan maybe called Dan to ask, <laughs> was everything okay with me? Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> He's crazy talented, man. Jordan is Oh, great. ridiculous. I just cut a song that him and Jaron wrote, actually. It's a really, really good song. I, I love Jordan. We've really done good. so. We've done, for the last five years, we made a bunch of stuff. We made, like, a whole emo EP on the road oh, one cool. weekend with Floor Georgia Line. We both grew up on emo rock, too. Yeah. And he just started playing some emo tracks he was building, and I, was, I laid back, and we did, like, a four or five-song EP calling it Depends on the Year, yeah, and it's just all nice. bullshit emo. See, this uh, is what I like about you, and I'm going to sing your praises for a second, because I love, you know, for me, it's all about fusion, right? I mean, right. the evolution of country music has always been about fusion, always, since day one. Yep. Um, it's really vital. Here's what I think is vital for country music. The people who are on the front lines pushing it to the limits that are just almost destroying it and the people behind the scenes screaming out, what have you done to our genre? You're completely ruining it. All those people are vital. Yeah. You need them both. You need, you need them both because without, <laughs> without the pioneers, there'd be no progress and without the people pulling them back, we'd just wander off into oblivion. Right. So I think that balance is, is, is crucial. But... I love what you cats are doing, man, with um, the things that you bring in, the fusions you bring in, styles that are being created that are really uncategorizable. Be- but at the end of the day, it's just a feeling. It's just a spirit. I mean, that's all, yeah. all, all music's ever been is a feeling and a spirit. And if you can feel it and it resonates and speaks to you, I don't need to know what it is. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah. I, I love that too because it's hard now, harder now than ever, I think, to put a put something in a box right. and be truly creative at the same time. Yes. And I completely agree. And with like you're saying the phones, just technology, I mean, access is at an all time high yeah. for, for music yeah. and it's all right there all the time. And, and it's just a matter of clicking a button and you can go to a whole different genre and expressions that are, uh, and connecting to the fans is at an all time high. Yes. It's never been so fast to record, write something, record it, put it out, give it to the fans. Done. Boom. Right there. Unbelievable. Yeah, I think that's that. That might be my favorite part about the advancement of technology. Me too. It's Hands uh, down. it's it's great. You know, and I, I and I always go back to the the Wayland song. Is sure Hank done it this way? And mm. um, I quote it a lot because it really is. I you know I've I've said for a long time. I wished Musica. It's a great little old statue down there at the beginning of Music Row. 
I don't think it has any place in Nashville. I'm just going to go out on a limb here. You talking about the round of butt yeah. statue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah round, round of butt. Yeah. So whoever put that in, God bless you, but I just think it's completely out of place in Nashville. What I'd prefer to see <laughs> is a big plaque that's, that is the opening verse of that song. Lord, it's the same old tune, fiddle and guitar. Where do we take it from here? Rhinestone suits and new shiny cars, it's been the same way for years. We need a change. Boom. I mean... If that's not oh the if that's not the mantra that just is ongoing for our genre, Waylon said it right there, and that should be at the entrance of Music Row. And so, if you walk past it to go and create every day, you feel liberated. I love that. So that's what I'm voting for. I'm, I'm I, voting for that. I vote too. we get that on a big old plaque. I vote we get that on a big old plaque too, dude. Man, Keith, thank you so much for getting on. Just being earnest with me. Oh, my pleasure. It's good getting to hang with you. Good Every time, you. yeah. Man, when's the new music coming out? Yeah, Joey, Seth, when's new music coming out? <laughs> you know, that's not necessarily in my hands. I'm going. I'm writing a bunch of stuff for it right now. I got some songs picked out. Uh, I think I'm going to probably put out three or four singles before january right so right start start putting some more stuff out at the end of the year excellent yeah well i hope to talk to you soon yeah good seeing you every time man. all right this is just being earnest my friend keith urban y'all have a good one peace just being earnest just being earnest just being earnest just being earnest hey guys just want to say thanks again for listening to episode three of just being earnest Hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, please leave a review and rate it. I really appreciate it. Uh, and if you hate it, give me five stars anyways, and you feel free to bitch about that uh, in my comments section. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's at Ernest, and make sure you listen to my project, Locals Only. It's available everywhere you can listen to music. Y'all have a great weekend, and we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Just being earnest. Just being earnest. Just be in earnest, just be in earnest.